Welcome to Systemically Living with Jay, Episode 3, Attaching Words to Feeling States. My name is Janelle Chase Mears and I'm a creative systemic therapist, a certified grief recovery specialist, a mental health consultant and professional, a fitness professional. In today's episode, I really wanted to focus on how learning words and attaching it to feeling states are so essential for our growth as individuals. Now, I'm using the book from Tian Dayton, Emotional Sobriety, and it's really allowing me to share with you guys how this world can work to process our emotions and our connections with other people. Today, I'm going to read about how emotional language emerges from early attachment, and then we'll have a brief discussion about we can, how we can actually become more emotionally resilient with our words, our touch, our thoughts, our processes. So words are not our first form of communication. Long before language formally enters the picture, we humans learn a rich tapestry of gestures, actions, signs, and facial expressions to communicate our needs and desires. And each tiny physical gesture is double-coded with emotion and stored by the brain and body with emotional purpose and meaning attached to it. Now a child reaches out with both hands to turn his mother's face towards him so that he can enjoy her attentive loving gaze or arches his back and pushes on her cheek to show displeasure. First comes the gestures or the nonverbal communications, then the word is added. Language, our ability to name an idea, a feeling, or an object, is built on this initial stage of body-mind communication. Fast forward to a couple years where we have children ages of two and three, and we're quick to call them temper tantrums <laughs> without recognizing that as human beings, we are responsible for giving the words to how we feel and what we feel. The gestures are simply just that because when we're born, we're not born with the language scientists of words. Um, or we're just born with the gestures and limiting sounds. So as we grow up and we engage with people, and I tell people this all the time, we are not teaching people words to to help them understand how we feel. We're still living in a space of gestures. And for a 37-year-old woman, a 38-year-old man, a 50-year-old woman, 58-year-old man, if we don't use our words, it gets lost in the translations of our body languages. And as human beings, that's the, that's the one side we have on other mammals, is that we can communicate verbally as well as non-verbally. Now, I know a lot of people are in the realm that non-verbal communication speaks louder than words, but your ability to share with people an accurate emotion through words also helps boost your emotional resilience. My ability to be upset emotionally and also be able to verbalize it to somebody works wonders. It reduces my blood pressure. It actually reduces my heart rate. Whereas if you have somebody who's feeling upset about something, but not being able to verbally communicate it to somebody, it actually adds pressure onto the person's ability to function. It actually revs up the body system in so many different ways that we're not even aware of, or are we? This is where strokes and heart attack actually happen. So today I really wanted us to focus on that and read that little passage because I think we're not aware that we are responsible for teaching people how to regulate through words. 
We're responsible to help regulate through emotional touch. And touching may be as simple as a hug, um, when somebody is not feeling well, or when somebody is angry, being able to actually touch them in a way that calms and soothes them. So when somebody is sad and being able to just hold a hand or touch a back or lean their face onto your shoulder. So again, guys, I want us to focus on these concepts because these concepts are the ones that are keeping us healthy, a healthy body, a healthy mind, a healthy soul. Those are so critical to the way in which we actually deal with our emotional regulation. We all have the capacity to emotionally regulate, and from my experience, we can emotionally regulate even at an older age. It may seem impossible for those who've never seen it, but for somebody who's been in the field for over 12 years, I've watched and observed how when people learn to match their feelings with words and grow the courage and the conscience to actually share them openly, the amazing results that can have. So have a great day, guys, and thanks for living. Thanks for listening to Systemically Living with Jane.